You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, happy Monday and welcome to a new week of pursuing God. And uh, I'm honored that you've joined me. And if you haven't already heard, we're getting ready to launch a new semester of small groups at Eastside. And if you've been looking like for the right opportunity to make some new friends uh, within the church family, uh, this weekend is a great chance to kind of kick the tires, consider some small group, op- group options at our group expo, which is going to be taking place on all of our campuses. Uh, since we've been in a weekend series on kind of our relationships with family, people we're close to, uh, I want to invest some time this week looking at the Bible's wisdom on developing great relationships in an area where it's imperative that we not take our cues from the culture's worldly advice uh, in our relationships. The world's way of treating people is to give preferential treatment to some people, exclude others, reject other people. And the human tendency is just to divide people based on barriers, whether it's race or class or gender. And in sharp contrast to that, Jesus came to destroy division, and he demonstrated in a variety of ways. For example, he rejected the division between Jews and Samaritans when he was on his way from Judea to Galilee. He chose to go through Samaria at a time when the hatred between Jews and Samaritans was so commonplace. Uh, Jews would avoid Samaritans by taking the long way around Samaria to get to Galilee. And once in Samaria, he engaged in uh, conversation with a Samaritan woman at a time when the culture of that day said it was it was taboo for Jewish men to talk to women in public. Jews especially didn't want anything to do with Samaritan women. And yet Jesus treated this woman with respect and dignity. Normally Jews would have considered her an enemy by both uh, gender and race. When Jesus told a parable about a Jewish priest and a Levite who walked right by going to the other side of the road rather than stopping to care for a fellow uh, Jewish human being who had been beaten by thieves and left for dead, Jesus made the hero of the story a good Samaritan who not only stopped but also cared for his wounds, put him on his own horse, took him to an inn and paid for care until he recovered. And Jesus' point was is that it was the Samaritan who loved his neighbor and was the example that we should all follow, the last person you would think of. It was the unwelcome outsider who best reflected the heart of God, not the religious people. And that story surely raised a few eyebrows in Jesus' day. Jesus called Paul to be a missionary and apostle to the Gentiles. In spite of the hardship and persecution from his own people, Paul devoted his life to that vision. He preached to the rich and the poor, Jews and Greeks and Romans and built churches without any kind of favoritism. And he says in Galatians 3, he says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. There is neither Jew nor Greek, racism, neither slave nor free, classism, nor is there male or female, sexism, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, Jesus' church is for everyone. Racism, classism, sexism were crucified on the bloody cross of Jesus Christ. And if you deny the value of any human being, you deny the value of the sacrifice that Jesus made for that person. Consider how much more powerful the witness of the church will be when we reject the culture that divides us and instead come together to love one another. And that's one of the things I love about Eastside is that we have all kinds of people in our multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. We've got 
men and women, black and white, Asian and Latino, Native American, Scandinavians, Jews, and Arabs. We, we've got the five-star restaurant crowd. We've got the Denny's crowd. We've got the hot dog and big, big gulp crowd. Take a stroll through any Eastside parking lot. We've got the Lexus crowd, the SUV crowd, the I hope it will get us home crowd. But we can't stop now. There are so many more people who need to be welcomed into the family of God. And when we become a part of a group of people who have a different life experience than we do, a different background, a different story, God uses that to help us grow. So let me ask you, what can you do to make the church of Jesus Christ a community of radical inclusivity? Paul wrote in Romans 15, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. When Jesus went to the cross, he had you in mind because of what he did on the cross. You were accepted into the family of God, and now it's our turn to welcome someone else. So let's keep our eyes open for the person who needs to be accepted the way Jesus accepts us. God, I thank you for uh, some moments and some days this week to just ponder and reflect, to do a little introspection uh, at my acceptance level, our acceptance level of others who have a different life experience than ourselves. I pray that your church would reflect the diversity of your creation in every way. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I hope you have a great week and catch you back here tomorrow.